0: You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal L.A. Singles Ministry, where our focus
1: is reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out.
2: All right, we're going to start with a prayer. So how about we all stand up and bow our heads. God, thank you so much for a great day. Thank you for all the blessings that you continue to give us, uh, including the ones that we're not really grateful for uh, most of the time. Uh, always please help us to uh, not take anything for granted, um, including the small things like shelter or money or jobs or just being able to walk and being able to see and talk to people. Uh, God, I, uh, I pray that we can, um, me and Christina, be, uh, be vessels for your wisdom tonight and be able to help. Uh, our brothers and sisters, I pray that everybody takes the message to heart and um, and we can really apply uh, concepts to our lives of being excellent. I'll your name, amen. 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 You want to introduce us now? Okay, I'll introduce myself. Okay, so I'm Simon Abdu they, they miss they misspelled my name on the on the first slide, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, as, as Marco uh, said, I, I'm an engineer. I, I graduated last year from uh, Cal Poly Pomona. I work now in an aerospace company. Um, we, work, uh, we do mainly R&D on surveillance, yeah, surveillance uh, equipment. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's mainly what I do. Uh, and this is my partner, Christina.
0: Hello, I'm Christina. I'm part of the Long Beach Ministry, and I'm super grateful to be here tonight. Um, I think it's one of the great jokes of God that I get to speak more or speak tonight on excellence. Uh, I'll talk more about that later. I'm really excited to be doing it with Simon because he's my hero. Um, He's definitely a man who I look up to as an example of just pursuing excellence. Um, He's probably not going to talk about it, so I'll just boast about him. Um, Simon actually got like a full graduate education in Egypt, Um, came to the United States, and found out that it didn't count. So instead of crying or making excuses or saying that life was over or he couldn't, he couldn't achieve excellence now because what he had was taken from him, he said, I'm going to go back to school again. And he did. And now he's an aerospace engineer. Um, so that's one of the reasons he's my hero. Oh, no.
1: And then I think
0: um, even more than that, I think it's great to accomplish things. There are a lot of aerospace engineers in the United States, but um, there are very few men who follow Jesus Christ and make him Lord. And uh, Simon said, not the road is narrow, but he's walking on it, and he's my hero.
2: Thank you. Appreciate She's putting me under pressure. (laughs) Okay, so now that I'm under pressure, I can put you under pressure too. (laughs) So how about we all get up and do one push-up? I'll start. (laughs) Just one. That's all I want. Come on, Ricardo. Ricardo, here you go. Just one. Sisters, two. (laughs) James. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it.
0: Yes? (laughs) Did you do yours? I did. Okay.
2: Crystal. I didn't see you doing yours. Okay, all right. All right. I want a doctor's note. Good job, everyone. All right. So the second activity, you're gonna, you're gonna pick up a partner. You're gonna pick a partner and ask him about the last thing he did where they went the extra mile. Just one thing, and you're gonna share about it. All right, do it. Go. All right, who's ready? Share about your partner's over accomplishment. Go, in, go in the extra mile. It can be anything. Jose, please.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. Okay. All
1: right. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. There you go.
2: Uh who's up? Where's Rico? Oh, that's Brian. Okay. Yeah, uh the last 5 months I've gone the extra mile with my faith and my dedication to prayer and scripture and the, the fruit of it's been amazing. Thanks, Brian. Dana <laughs> couple more. Steve? Dan Jessica? All
1: right. I'm going to share about Tony. On, Tony. He went the extra mile at work. He had a coworker where it wasn't a really good relationship there. And he reached out to the co-worker. And, you know, and two, it just seemed to work out better. And the communication has been there ever since. It's been a lot more open and a much better uh,
2: relationship at work. Good job, Tony. Tony just got baptized about two months ago? June? How many months ago was that? <laughs> My brain is, is not working right now. I need a calculator. Who has a calculator?
1: Oh, yes, You're
2: up. Come on, Sean. Amen. Can Uh,
1: wow
0: you are there are any additional opportunities there? Asking. If there's space, that's so. all. All right. I guess not. It's all right. Um,
2: Christina wants to move in.
0: With no Just. rent. <laughs> no rent. That's possible.
2: Nah, it's not, it's not like it. All right. So, our our um, lesson today is called excellence. Oh, we're aiming for excellence, and we're not here because we're experts on this, on the subject. Uh, We're just here to share about things that we think about, uh, the the subject. But we're not experts. And you hear the word excellence all the time. Excellent this, excellent this, and excellent that. Um, But what's excellence? We ever thought and and stopped and thought about the actual meaning of the word? What's excellence? Any idea? Just to... A raw definition of excellence, if you can. Um, going beyond what is standard or required. Yeah. Did you look at my PowerPoint? Yeah, I don't know. No? Sure.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> right. Not give it up when it gets hard. Excellent.
1: Great. <laughs> Did it go forward?
2: What else? What's excellence? What does it mean to be excellent? Keisha, please. Like something you adopt in your life. Those are all awesome definitions and characteristics. And um, the next slide, we look at what it means to be. This is this is a raw definition. This is like a Wikipedia definition of what excellence is supposed to be. And it basically says it's a talent or quality that surpasses what's usually good. Like it surpasses what's average. Uh, it's not mediocre anymore. It's above average. And I, I, I look at that and and just I kinda agree with the with the definition, but as you as we progress in the lesson, you'll see it's not really a talent or a quality It's an attitude. Um, So we'll see that in in a little bit. Um, So we can now talk about what it means to be excellent. Where We can talk about characteristics, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to talk about the implications or or consequences of being excellent on other people around you. And Christina is going to talk about that.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to make a couple bold statements tonight. So if I offend anybody, you can come talk to me afterwards and... I'll repent, I promise. Um, but uh, my first one is your excellence means everything. Um, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, but personally, like my, in my nature, I have zero desire to be excellent. I am a product of my culture, I'm a 21st century millennial. I'm gonna do exactly as much as I need to get by and make sure that I'm okay. And I'm well fed. I don't know if any of you guys got to hear me talk about this before, but my, my life dream as a young college student was I wanted to be a surf bum and live in Huntington Beach. And it could have been in a shack. I didn't really care. I'm not really high maintenance. I just wanted to be able to surf every day. And then that was cool. Um, one of the major things I had to repent of in deciding to follow Jesus was not taking the lowest classes I could possibly get away with in high school and getting the lowest grades I can get away with in high school, still passing, but really doing everything as if doing it for God and not for men. It's just not, I'm just not a type A. So being a type A um, or being not a type A, I really need to have a reason for why I do what I do. Um, That's just kind of the way that I'm wired. So a lot, of, a lot of times when I talk about things, I share from the perspective of like, okay, why do I even want to do that? So one of the major reasons why I feel like I would even want to be excellent is because of this reason. It's because one day I realized that what I do with my life affects other people. If I am a surf bum and I only care about getting out in the water every day, that's great if there's no God and there's no world of people that are going to hell that I'm responsible to reach out to. That'd be totally fine. But the reality is different. And um, the truth is, there's an impact made uh, based on the decisions that I make to be excellent or not to. So there's um, some pictures up here of people that when I think about excellence, I think about these people. Um, one of them is Oscar Schindler. You guys know who that is? Yeah. This man is responsible for saving thousands and thousands of lives. Um, generations would be gone uh, if he hadn't pursued excellence in saving lives um, he was able to do it because he was wealthy, because he pursued excellence just in his daily business. Um, the next one, uh, up top, is Doug Jacoby. This is a guy who, oh my gosh, this guy like, breathes excellence. He just fights so hard every day to pursue answers to questions that a lot of people don't even think of, that a lot of us might even think of, like who, just who even cares about the answer to that question? There's more important things in life. But he's so dedicated to helping people and he saved thousands and thousands of spiritual lives because of his dedication to excellence. Um, underneath him is a guy, um, his name is Mark Templer. Some of you may or may not have heard of him, but he actually um, led the the church in India and along with that, um, led Hope Worldwide in India and is still leading Hope and leading churches in um, in the Middle East. But he went to the London School of Economics, which is one of the, top schools in the world. And he is actually one of my inspirations to go to grad school as a disciple, because I thought, you know, if I can, if I can do this um, as a disciple, like I can impact more people for God because of what I achieve here. Like, but is it possible? Yes, because he did it. Doug Jacoby did it. Other disciples have done it. It's hard, but it produces amazing benefits. So he at Mark Templer actually is able to do with his London School of Economics stuff, just amazing things. Like, I don't want to take the whole night talking about these people, but man, I could. Um, When I was over in India in 2007, one of the programs that I got to go to was uh, a school for children with disabilities. And these are social outcasts in India. So where they live is not with their families. They live in something that's close to a prison. Uh, It's just a building with concrete walls, no color, no decoration. No, nothing. They live by themselves. They don't get their clothes washed, so they have one set of clothes that look like scrubs that are tattered and torn and falling off of them. So this, this um, program that the government has for these kids is like highly under wraps. They don't let the public see it because they already have a bad rap, um, and they don't want more negative publicity, so they don't let anybody in. But because of Mark Templer's education and skills that he developed in grad school and how he worked hard, he was able to convince the Indian government that it was actually in their best interest to let Hope Worldwide come in, give them teachers to work with these students every day, um, that they would actually bring good publicity to the government. So now they have an annual program that's been running for about a decade where they do uh, like a multinational dance that is uh, recorded, uh, visited by government officials, recorded and Seen by the entire nation. It's amazing. Um, and they've given these kids life. I mean, they have people who come into their, um, into their home to teach them and love them uh, every single day. It's not a prison anymore. It's actually a place to live. Anyways, excellence affects people. Um, Mother Teresa, I think, is a great example um, of excellence. She's somebody who, like, even her own superiors of her own organization oppose her being Ful- pursuing her dream for excellence, and she didn't take that as an excuse. Um, she fought for it. And then uh, on the other side, that is your very own friends, Tess and Diane. Um, they've, <laughs> I just found out the number. Yeah, in your very own, with Coastal Alley singles, they're people doing excellent things. Because of the hard work that they've done to pursue excellence in school and in work, uh, these women don't only have their own dental care business and have gone through intense graduate school, they've helped over 8,000 people in the last four Hope Brigades that they've been on by giving them free medical and dental um, treatments that they wouldn't have otherwise had. 8,000 people, 8,000 lives are changed. So the one thing that I just want to put a seed in your guys' mind in about this is, is imagine these people, imagine if they just decided to live ordinary lives. I mean, that's what most people do, right? What would the cost be to the world if they decided they just wanted to live an ordinary life? Who would, who would judge them? I mean, would anybody look at them and condemn them for being ordinary? Probably not. Probably think, pretty good guy. And I, I really um, want us to think about that, something that um, I think about when I dream of what am I going to do with my life. I mean, I could live a really ordinary life. and Nobody will condemn me for it. And a lot of people will probably think I'm really nice. But um, just think about, like, the cost of what your life can be or what the cost of what will happen if we don't pursue excellence. Um, there's a quote by this guy, Jim Collins. He wrote a book called Good to Great. And he says, Good is the enemy of great. And um, this is so poignant to me because um, when we do stuff that's good or when we're in a place in life that's good, we get really satisfied or complacent. Um, if you want to put some coals in your socks, just do a Bible study on complacent, and it gets you motivated. Um, but when, we, when we're when we good, we're actually the furthest possible from pursuing greatness when we're satisfied. Um, and now Simon's going to talk to us about uh, the comfort in excellence. Awesome.
2: So I looked at all those people that Christina talked about and pointed out, including Tess and Diane, <laughs> just in case you didn't hear, Tess and Diane right there. <laughs> and I... I see people that um, went after a life that's not necessarily comfortable, that's not necessarily convenient. And from that point, I just want to go over the characteristics of what, excellence, what, what it looks like to be excellent. And the next, my next point is, excellence is uncomfortable. Uh, why is that? Because continuously, you go after something that's moving. Your target is con- continuously moving, moving all the time. Now, imagine running after something that's comp- always running, always running in front of you, uh, like the hamster in a, in a wheel. I know, I know Pam li- likes that, the hamster in a wheel. But um, So this is why it's not comfortable, and it's not an accident. It's intentional. You do that on purpose. You, you go in with the attitude of, okay, I'm going to run after this target. Even if I can't catch it, even if I can't um, keep up with it, I'm still, I'm still going to go after it. It's intentional. And, of course, it's not comfortable. It's outside of your comfort zone. Um, your comfort zone is really very limited. It's very small. Uh, nothing, no high standards. And, obviously, not a moving target can, can exist in that comf- comfortable, comfortable position or comfortable zone. Uh, so this is why excellence is uncomfortable. Uh, next point is, um, a lot of people blame circumstances and and hard life um, uh, conditions, and uh, you know, for not being excellent, for not actually uh, going above and beyond. And your pursuit of excellence should have nothing to do with that. Uh, it's not. Uh, we're not we're not talking about what you're doing. We're talking about your attitude towards what you're doing. Um, and I mean a big um, a big ev- or a, a huge story that actually uh, that's actually 100 percent relevant to that is Joseph. In the very core of slavery, the very bottom of what it means to be a human being, he did everything well, and he worked his hardest. And I love the scripture. It says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And that's exactly what Joseph did. He did not work because his master was watching him. He worked because he knew that God was watching him. So God was his, the, the standard that he looked up to, not his master. The third point, it's a standard, not a goal. And... What's the difference between the two? What's the difference between a standard and a goal? As you can tell, this is, is going to be a discussion. This is not a sermon. Okay. Go ahead. Goal is a set point that you achieve. standard is the I like it. Gary, you have my PowerPoint too? You got out, man. Jeez. All right. Who else? right please That's how I look at it. So it on, like, yes. It, like, it a, lifetime, you know, like you a standard is set. A goal is achieved. In a few words, that's, that's really what, how I put the difference between the two. And you guys touched up on that. You can go after a goal and achieve it, but you need to have a standard to go after that goal. And people are different. You can have variable standards. You can have low standards. You can have high standards. And for Christians, as a a disciple, you need to set high standards for yourself. Um, As Christians, we have God as our standard. And really, it it doesn't have to pertain to being spiritual or being religious uh, for setting God as your standard. It can actually extend to being a professional, being a student. Um, just being a human being, being a good member of, your, of, the, of the society. If you if you set God as your standard, you'll do everything well, and you'll go the extra mile everywhere you go. If it's school, if it's your job, um, if it's in your quiet time, uh, helping other Christians, you'll go the extra mile everywhere you go. So setting God as your standard doesn't necessarily limit limit your your. Your field to just being a Christian, but just being a human being, being a good human being, being a good member of the society. Um, so all of our standards just come from God, really, and they need to, uh, because I mean, what other options do you have? What other standard is sufficient enough to actually look up to? Can you come up with one? What's 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 a better standard than uh, looking up to such a high? perfect level. Um, And uh, Christina, we were talking about this and and she she gave me a couple pointers here. Um, She pretty much told me excellence excellence comes from being like God. Um, and, and, And this is a really cool point. I really like this because it goes back to it's being a standard, not a goal. Our goal is not to be God's. Our goal is to be like God. So this is a standard. It's not um we're not we're not trying to be gods uh we're trying to be like god that's our standard um and as you can tell it's not a very achievable goal can you achieve being can you achieve that being a god or being like god you can't achieve that so a standard doesn't have to be um something that you can achieve but it has to be something that's high enough to keep on pulling you it's always moving it's always um advancing in front of you and pulling you in the, in, the, in the process. And Christina is going to talk about more of the standards.
0: Um, so along with, uh, along with being excellent, because God is excellent, um, I think another thing about following God and being excellent, um, I'm really grateful for is Jesus. Um, I think it's, it's good to know that God is excellent. But then there's a part of me, um, again, in my nature where I'm really rebellious and and I've learned that um, I'm actually more rebellious in situations where I don't feel loved. So I do need to know that God is excellent, but I also need to know, like, that's great. Am I capable of really following God or, like, why would I want to pursue excellence just because God is excellent? And Jesus is the answer um, for me. Um, Jesus is excellent at a lot of things. He's excellent at loving us. Uh, he's excellent at healing us. And he's excellent at interceding for us daily. Uh, John 3.16 says, For God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that we get our eternal life. Uh, Ephesians 3.18, Paul prays that we may have power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ for us. Uh, Isaiah 53.5 says, By his wounds we're healed. Um, oh, good. Uh, and then Hebrews 725 says, therefore he is able to save completely. He does an excellent job at this. He's able to save completely those who who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus doesn't have a subpar standard of if it's convenient, as much as I feel like it today, I'm going to love Christina. He just doesn't draw a line when he went to the cross for us he didn't say like well i'll go this far he was like everything i have and even what i don't have what i have to ask god for is given to you fill in your name um that's the jesus that i want to follow that i want to be excellent in and now i'm going to make another shocking statement um in, like, okay, well, what does this be excellent in following Jesus? Um, picture an image that you've probably seen in your mind uh, in a history class when you're learning about the Holocaust, and there's a train car filled with Jews headed to a Nazi death camp, and a bunch of people in it. Uh, they know they're not in the greatest situation, but they're in there, and they went voluntarily into the train car because they were told just follow the rules and you're going to be okay. And they believed they were going to come out on the other end alive. This is a big reality check. That's the world that we live in. The world has been told, just follow the rules and you're going to be okay. And you're going to come out on the other side. And there's probably not another side anyways, but you're going to be okay. Just follow these rules. And it's just as true as it was in the Holocaust. This is the world that we live in. Um, Jesus lived the way that he did excellently for us because he was aware of this acute reality of the world that we live in. And so he fought and used every single day to its maximum extent and sometimes didn't sleep so that he could pray and didn't say, well, I'll pray tomorrow. Stayed up all night when he needed to so that he could pray because he knew this was the situation. And if we follow Jesus, being like him is also being aware of that same mentality, of that same reality of the world and living every day like it matters because of that. Uh, we're going to watch a little video now that I think is an inspiring example Any marines? of excellence. marines
2: Come on. Oops.
0: Ah, wait. I'm learning excellence in technology right now. (laughs) By failure. We're having a class in a couple weeks called Fail Forward. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to that class. (laughs) Get any help for me back there, John? Oh. This is my background. On my computer. We're almost there.
3: There are a few. This is kinda like watching American Idol.
0: Building up the anticipation. It's worth it, trust me. Like this waiting you're doing right now, you're gonna be like, Oh my gosh. That was so good. So funny thing, this this looks like a painting, right? It's not, it's an actual photo. I forgot. It's in the ocean. <laughs> John is an excellent sound guy. No. We might be just teasing you guys. Who wants to share another example of excellence? <laughs> going to get there. Hey, Amen hey.
3: There I'll are a it. few who move toward the sounds of chaos. Ready to respond at a moment's notice. Time comes. They are the first to move toward the sounds of tyranny, injustice and despair. They are forged in the crucible of training. They are the few, the proud, the Marines.
0: Guys, thanks for making that work. Excellent job back there. We have a hand for the sound, guys. Making it happen. Um, so we're gonna go back to the slide. So I hope you guys were able to hear uh the words in that video, but they just struck me. I mean, this is the this is what the world considers. This is excellent. This is admirable. This is hard work and determination. And um, if we can go back to the PowerPoint, that'd be awesome. Um, a few of the key phrases they said in that video are uh, that marines go toward the sound of chaos. That they first re- they're the first responders to tyranny, injustice, and despair. And that they're forged in the crucible of training. Now, this is my third possibly shocking statement. But if you're a single disciple of Jesus of Christ, you are a spiritual marine. This is exactly what we're called to. And we're more capable of living a marine spiritual lifestyle than anybody else uh, at any other stage of life. Um, we, like, if this is the world, how much more should we as God's people look like this in our lives? I mean, toward the sound of chaos. Second uh, Timothy 1, seven says, For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And Hebrews 10:38 says, "My righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back." Uh, we should be the first to respond to tyranny, injustice, and despair. Uh, Proverbs 17:3 says, um, or sorry, Proverbs 24:11 says, "Rescue those being led away to death, hold back those staggering toward slaughter." This is us. This is our life. And then we're—are we not like forged in the crucible of training? Proverbs 17:3 says, "The crucible for silver and furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart." And First 1 Peter 1:7, 1, Peter's talking about trials, and he says, "These have come so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, may be proved genuine." We are spiritual Marines. Welcome to the military.
2: Bam. Oh. Yeah spiritual marines. We have warriors here, right? Warriors? I just have the idea, like, you, you ever seen the movie 300? Yes? And he says, well, is it Spartans? No, Spartans, yeah. And he's they, they're like, oh, 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 whatever, you know? And I like that a lot. So how about we do that? Yeah? Can we do, can we do that? We did it once before, and I want to do it again. Yes? Can we all stand up and be warriors? Spiritual warriors, Marines! Come on! Okay, what
1: do
2: we do? I'm
3: outside
1: of my comfort
3: zone. I'll say warriors and you say, ow, ow, ow! Yes! The sign falls! One more time. The sign falls! Yes! I love this.
2: That was excellent. All right. Uh, After the lesson, we're going to do a round of push-ups. Not one, but a hundred. Military style. Yes. You got to touch your chest right here on the floor. (laughs) Military style. (laughs) All right. So... We hear the word "excellent" all the time. It's, it's a commonly used word, and we we hear other words too, like success or you know somebody's successful or somebody's excellent. And sometimes they're used interchangeably, um, but they're different. They're not the same. Success and excellence are not the same. So, what's the difference? Discussion question again. Who's up? What's the difference between success and excellence? Are they similar? No, they're not similar. Are they the same? No. no? So what's the difference? Damn. I like that. Damn. What? Wow. Okay, that's, that's better than my definition. What else? What do you guys think? What's the difference between the two? Success and excellence. If you're successful, does that mean you're excellent? If you're excellent, does that mean you're successful? Yes.
1: That's,
2: That's Yeah. So this is the... Okay. Success is often measured by comparison to other people. So it doesn't matter how well you do as long as you're better than other people. Excellence does not care about other people and how well they do. It's a high standard regardless of the competition. So if you're excellent, you're successful. If you're successful, it doesn't mean you're excellent. And you see that all the time. A lot of people are successful and they're in high positions and they're they're doing well in certain areas. Um, but you talk to them and you, you wonder how they got there. Right? Anybody can relate? Yes, I can relate to that. Um, So this is is the difference between success and excellence. And I just wanted to point that out because our society kind of puts more emphasis on being successful but not enough emphasis on being excellent. Not enough emphasis on actually doing your best regardless of what other people are doing and putting your talents and gifts to, to use as much as you can. Being successful, you're just taking advantage of situations maybe. You can be excellent too, but you know it doesn't mean that being successful does not mean you're excellent. Um, so we get to this part. So Christina is very disciplined, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she's she's hardcore. <laughs> so she's gonna
0: she's gonna have something for you. <laughs> We're gonna watch another video. Um, what we might want to do this time, guys, because um, I have a feeling it, we might. Have another um, what's it called American Idol moment. Um, if you just go on my desktop, the video is actually like right there in the upper right-hand corner, and we can make it a little bigger. Oh,
2: watching but, this is one of my favorite motivational videos. My favorite.
0: So you're gonna walk out of here and basically like
2: recognize that one.
0: smoke coming off your back because you're on fire. ready, set. I'm not going to start feeling forward until after I take the class next (laughs) week. Right now I'm just feeling right where I'm at, staying still. But watch, time it, and see if it isn't quicker than the last time it's going to be. It's got your iPhone timers on.
3: I got a simple, simple, simple question for you. Here's the question. Do you believe that one day you're not gonna live in the world that was given to you? That's right. But you are going to actually live in the world that you dream of. You gotta make every single second count. You gotta go in the future and see it, baby, and you gotta come back in the present. And you gotta take that big goal, that big dream, that big reality. That's what I said. You gotta take that big reality and we gotta take small steps to make it manageable to making your dreams become a reality. Think big, dream big, but start small. That's right, start small. Remember what I told you, start where you are, with what you have, because what you have is plenty. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with
1: is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy
3: outside can do us no harm. You don't have to personally be perfect are you hearing me there are those of you right now you should have cut a cd you should have wrote a book you should have got in school and got that degree you should have started your own business there's so many things you should have done you should have done but you didn't do it because you're scared you believe that not, you say scared of what e, i ain't scared you are scared you are scared. You're scared of failure. You're scared to make a mistake. You're scared that you're not perfect. And I'm telling you today, you ain't got to be perfect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't have to be perfect to get what you want, to do what you want, to have what you want, to be what you want. You don't have to be perfect. It's a lie. There will never be a point in your, time, in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, is not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. So that a lot of people
1: become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game?
3: Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day.
1: When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that
3: can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's
1: easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. Doesn't take any motivation, any drive. In order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week
3: don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in the day. And how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today. And what you do today is going to seep in who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week Listen to me, you're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe.
0: and got so motivated two minutes and he actually went to the gym to a workout and came back.
2: I'm sweating just watching the movie. The movie you know.
0: I think that was super inspirational. I love that there's a lot of spiritual material in it. But I think what impacted me a lot about this video is that, again, like, this is the world. That was a video that people in the world used to motivate themselves to work out or to go after something that was going to what? Like, not be around when they're not around, which is going to be really soon. Um, love the scripture, 1 Corinthians 9:24 through 25. Like, if that's how pumped up the world can get to achieve something that's not going to last, I mean, how much more to follow God and pursue eternal life? You don't know, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict, strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever from Jesus Christ himself, specifically to us in Revelation. He tells us, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Like, this is what we want as much as we want to breathe. This is what we dream of. This is what we're like, nothing nothing else matters to us but this. This is what we wake up in the morning for. This is what we sweat blood, tears, get up early, even though I don't like getting up early. Go to bed late even though I'm super tired. Give my time to other people even though I really just give a lot of my time to other people. So don't I need time for me like, but, oh, but Jesus. Um, this is it. I think I'm going backwards. <laughs> that was failing backwards.
2: Alright, so that's what I meant by Christina being hardcore and so disciplined. She's all about homework, assignments, and, okay. and discipline. And so we have some good practicals. I think those are practicals that I need to adopt myself in my, in my own life. Um, you try to, to, to have the attitude of uh, 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 excellence, but it's not permanent. Uh, That's why you need to have the attitude of always adjusting your attitude. Have that attitude adjustment every once in a while. Because we can't be excellent all the time, and we're not perfect. Um, So there will be times where we find ourselves um, uh, shortcoming and and falling. But you just need to get up and and actually adjust yourself and assume the attitude that you, you had before. So, um... If there's three things that I want you to, to try to exercise in the future, um, starting today, starting now, have the attitude of being excellent. Excellence is not a skill. You don't learn how to be excellent. It's something that you need to set. It's something that you need to um, decide on. Nobody's going to teach you how to be excellent. It's an attitude. It's not a skill. It's not um, some kind of a, a, a tech certificate that you're going you're to get in the end of the, the, the road. It's, it starts today. I'm going to be excellent today, starting now. Um, when my next practical is you can't settle. That video, uh, that I'm still trying to slow my heartbeat down a little bit. Um, I just feel like going doing 200 push-ups outside or invent inventing something or just give me a calculator <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, kind of like out. yeah and um it, the video was about not being comfortable and he said if you're comfortable you're literally committing a spiritual suicide and that just hit me hard like if you're if you're just settling uh you're standing in place and okay this is good i'm good here and like Christina said, good is the enemy of great, Um, then you're really committing spiritual suicide. You're killing what's here. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said the most amount of dreams that we have on this planet are under the ground because people die without actually pursuing what they wanted to pursue or what they wanted to achieve because it stopped in place. Um, And my next uh, practical is go to extra mile, regardless of what you're doing. MLK once said, you don't have to do great things, but do little things in a great way. So you don't have to be a president to go to extra mile. You don't have to be a manager or supervisor to go to extra mile. You can be a janitor and still go to extra mile. You know, you can be anything and still go to extra mile, and people will see it. You'll feel the impact personally, and people around you will also feel the impact. Um, I remember I, I, I was trying to design a system. Uh, it's a de-icing system for planes, you know, to, to kind of melt the ice on top of planes, the ones you see in the airport. And I was trying to make it as easy as possible to actually put the components together by putting um, the components off the shelf, stuff that you can buy off the shelf in that system. I called that one company. I went on a website. It's not really... It, it didn't give me all the specs. Um, so I called a company, and, I, got, and I, just, I just needed one measurement, I think it was dimension of, of a hole or something, and he could have just as easily answered my question and hung up and went on on his merry way. The guy started asking me what do I need it for, uh, how I intend to use it, what kind of pressures, and he started asking me all those questions that don't really, are not really relevant to the qu- to answer that I want, uh, but he, he, went to, he went the extra mile, and he, he was actually trying to help me make a decision. All at work for half an hour. He was trying to help me make a decision. He went the extra mile. And he was just a customer service. Somebody that answers um, phone calls. Uh, He could have just given like, hey, this is five millimeters. That's it. Boom. Go back to drinking my coffee, watching my TV, or tracking the football game that's playing right now. No, he he stayed on the phone for half an hour trying to help me. And I'm grateful for people like him. He had an impact on me. Because he went an extra mile. And he saved me three hours of work by doing that. Uh, so this is, this is all I have for practicals, just the three. Very simple, right? So what's number one? What mean? Oh.
1: Attitude? attitude.
2: Ad- have the attitude of excellence. What's the second one? You guys are good. I don't have that memory. I forgot what I have already. And I made the PowerPoint. What's the third one? Oh. Awesome, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Uh,
0: that's great. Uh, guys.
2: We're not done. We're not done.
0: No, uh, uh-uh. uh. So, how many of you guys came in this class because you were like, oh, I'm excellent. Where's she go. <laughs> Pam actually is ac- excellent at a lot of things, making me laugh. Um, maybe I'm guessing the rest of you came in because you're like. I really want to grow in excellence. So in order to do that, these are a couple of ideas of a quiet time you can have and some, um, some homework to do because doing homework is excellent. That's a sign of pursuing excellence, right? Um, I dare you guys, actually, especially for those of you who went to the conference, I triple-dog dare you. Had to throw that in. Study out the word excellent in the Bible. Find out what is God's heart towards excellence and pray to have God's heart about excellence. Uh decide on one thing this week that you're gonna do um to go after being excellent for God. Um pursue excellence in your own personal Bible study, um in your outward focus at midweeks, at knowing oh my gosh, you guys, like on our worst day, we're saved and we're going to heaven. I mean we need nothing. We will have no regrets. So when we come to the fellowship, I mean on our worst day, we can just look out and see, like, where's the need? Because God's already filled me up. Um, I can give. Uh, pursue excellence in initiating and having a make it happen determination, even in your discipling relationships. We're single adults. Meeting regularly once a week is a lot more challenging than it was when we were at college all day. Not doing a whole lot. Um, it's going to take more determination and an attitude of excellence. Um, and then pursue excellence in your small group, like being the one who sends the encouraging text, being the one who even when you're tired and it's been a long day, you call your small group members to find out how they're doing. Always bringing food and a giving spirit or whatever to your small group meetings. Um, uh, we have a few discussion questions for you guys. You can think about this too. Um and get in your small groups if you have them or whoever's sitting next to you. Uh, That's
2: it. I want to just comment real quick. I want you to ask yourself if you're excellent right now. Don't answer. Keep your answer to yourself. If your answer is yes, amen. If your answer is no, there is hope. You know why? You know why? Why do you think there is hope? Because it's an attitude that you can just set right now. You can change yourself right now and not have to worry about it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks.
0: You've just listened to the Elevate Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit ElevateCoastal.com.